yeah. So. Oh, hey. You gotta warn it, brother, before you press record. Nah, I don't warn anybody about anything. I keep everything. Did you not check my last podcast out on the drop the mic? I I kept everything. I kept that. Well, I didn't keep everything because it was um. John from Anger was in the room when we first came in, and this actually record like is recording as we're st- still talking. Um, yeah, so he had to give me the master file, and I was just like, "Damn, everything's on there!" Like literally, when I come in the room and like, hey, "What's going on?" Hey, ah, uh, so I guess that's the lead into. We are at here at Anchor Studio. Yeah, we are here <laughs> podcast lab at Anchor Studios. Um, welcome to. The Download Podcast, episode 10. We are your hosts, Darren Jenkins with... Christopher Saunders. Yes. Happy New Year's, everyone. Happy... This is our first podcast uh, episode of the new year. And um, should be... I think this is going to be an interesting year. Like, this will be kind of like almost a fresh slate because it's the new year. So, um, yeah. 2018 was just a... Or beta testing for this a test run, <laughs> so um, which is cool because we got to be here at Anchor, um, kicking it off. You um, you were away for the holidays. How did you, so? How did you spend your New Year's? Uh, dinner and in bed by nine thirty. Damn, dude. <laughs> in France though, I was in France, and that's what they do in France. No, that's what Anis and I did. Uh, in France. Okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, 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 you know, it's just another day, man. It's another day. <laughs> just another day, y'all. I, I was at, um, O'Neill's. Of course you were. For a drink. It was really weird. It was a weird, it was nice, but it was weird. I, shout out to the people at O'Neill's. So, um, it was good. I had, I had fun <laughs> and people around me, you know. If, if anyone else did something a little more interesting than either of us did during New Year's, just, you know, hit us up on a Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Send, send us <laughs> a note on Tell us what was more interesting than, than that. Share your photos, too, because <laughs> we won't believe you. Um, you can share it to Facebook.com slash the Download Podcast Show. Uh, so shall we j- just dive on into this this, this thing? Let's I, do it. I... Um, so to this podcast, we're talking, um, we're discussing Despicable Me 3, which was, uh, came out in 2017. Good. I mean, it was a good film. I like, you know. It's a good series. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, you want to jump in or you want to give it a little synopsis. I'll give you the synopsis. Of the film. Yeah, if I can read it. Um, <laughs> the mischievous minions hope that Gru will return to a life crime after the new boss of the anti-villain league fires him. Instead, Gru decides to remain retired and travel to Fredonia to meet his long-lost twin brother for the first time. I think his name is Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The reunited, reunited siblings soon find themselves in an uneasy alliance to take down the elusive Balthazar Brat, a former 80s child star who seeks revenge against the world. I yeah, so let's go right in there. I so I just rewatched it again, and I for, totally forgot about Balthazar Brat. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's a perfect eighties child. <laughs> I mean, it, it was the, the, like the opening sequence. I thought was like to be honest, 
the opening sequence to me was the best. I, but we'll get into all that, right? I, I, I enjoyed the, the opening sequence a great deal. Well, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It definitely pops off the movie. Yeah. Um, listeners at home might be wondering or thinking to themselves, this is a random movie. Why would we start at the first one? Well, nope. this is not just a film about, uh, this is not just a podcast about films. Right. It's also about their uh, soundtracks. So, as uh, Darren has already mentioned, it's about an 80s child star. And because of that, a lot of the soundtrack is some 80s hotness. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get into that later. But uh, just a little uh, reasoning behind the selection. It was a good, I mean, so. Um Speaking of the opening sequence, I mean, there were some good songs they played during that opening sequence. Like, uh, uh, was it was that the sequence when they did Take On Was it Take On Me? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Take On Me was later. No. Are you talking about the opening sequence uh, when they're talking about Battlestar Brat as a child star? It's bad. Or, or, yeah. No, no, that, the bad was... Um, so first, he's about to pull off a heist as an older, his older yeah. self, and yeah. it starts. He's like, "Play my music," and they turn, they they put on "Take My Breath Away," which, <laughs> which was clearly an accident. And then it goes into Michael Jackson, "Bad." So right off the bat, good, good choice. Uh huh. Bad was it, honestly, I had miss, I hadn't listened to Bad in a long time. It's actually kind of made me miss miss the song. My, I might have to revisit the album. I mean, you definitely got re- if you have not listened to the album recently. Yeah, Michael Jackson bad has some joints, not some joints, some joints. Yeah, there's some good stuff on that on that album. And yeah, you got to do it with Stevie Wonder on that track on that album. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, right off that off the bat, they're gonna throw in some MJ, which wins me over immediately. What was the song he played? Um, on the synthesizer that was blowing people away. Van Halen Jump. That shit was dun, dope, dun, dude. Dun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was dope. So actually, I, I did write down this. This is kind of important information as we go on to talk about this. Obviously, uh, the main character, Gru, yep. voice, is played by Steve Carell. So I'm a big fan of that dude. Yeah, me too. He's super talented, man. And like that voice, I'm sure he just pulled it out of his butt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool. I mean, he's he's good at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the things that like one of the things that someone told me actually like a week or two ago that actually made me want to do this movie even more is that uh, a lot of the music supervision was done by Pharrell Williams. Yeah, that I knew. And then and then so I, I'm guessing he selected the, these songs that we're talking about MJ and um, Van Halen, but also you hear some of his stuff in there. Well, and so really... isn't Happy's in there, right? Was it was Happy in there? Yeah, Happy's in there. And... I missed it. And um, he's got a couple like I, I looked him up. Um, he's got one called uh, "Hug Me," Hug Me, yeah, with that. Trey Parker. Yep. Um, one called "Yellow Light," and then there, there's something special, which is cool. It's like it's like when the, all the little girls, the daughters, are going to sleep. Like, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little. <laughs> you, those are little things you can't, you don't catch unless you you're actually paying attention to yeah. the to the actual soundtrack. And which a lot is of what them, we do. A lot of them were like chase scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Where you have Fer- Pharrell's music going. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But the producer, the music producer, is Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, really? Hans Zimmer, who's done a wow, ton, of, ton of movies that I love. I mean, you listen to like the uh, the actual music, composed music, and it kind of sounds like you know Mission Impossible type right. stuff, because, I mean, that's the, kind of the dun, genre. Dun, dun, dun. It, yeah. it almost, well, it means the same 
uh, animation studio is uh, is uh, the Incredibles. So obviously, right. yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. they've got that that cinematic orchestral uh, feel to it, which is cool. So it's just like music powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. That. And then pair that with Steve Carell and like obviously a lot of other talented voice over actors here or just actors. Shout outs to 99 Loof Balloons in the, in the, in the which, you know, you know, you know that song, right? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Everybody, 99 Loof Balloons. You know that song. Everybody knows that song. Let me let me check everybody the, the rest of the room. Chris. Everybody else in the room. Oh, there's no one here. Whatever, um, man. <laughs> German song. It was a good song. Please, please uh, also comment on social media if you've heard of this. 99 Noof Balloons. Come on. Magic song he's talking Give about. Give me a break. <laughs> I could play it, but then they'd sue me. So. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I have all these notes. I thought there's a lot to unpack in this this film. What it seems simple, but there's <coughs> a lot going on. So, um, which of the scenes in the were there any favorite scenes in the in the film for you? What was your like? What would oh. you say was your favorite scene or song? No, no. Let's save the song first. <laughs> I mean, it definitely it definitely started out hot with that that heist. Uh, that was a cool scene where they're chasing down Balthazar Brad. Mm. Like he's trying to steal a diamond, and the thing, like he was he was that dude. Something wrong with him, man. His his catchphrase. Oh, what was it? I've uh, been a bad. I've been a bad boy. boy. Which made sense when he was a child star, but then he grew up. He's still saying still it. Still saying it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Maybe I could use that at work. I mean, that's a good one. Um, I, I like when Gru, um, in the beginning of the movie, he he gets the diamond back, but he's hanging by the uh, bubble gum, mm-hmm. and he goes by, goes the, by the birthday the party, yeah. and then he just stops. And he starts singing, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> I love that. was hilarious. That was one of my favorite. The, and the, the, the dance fight. Yeah. Which one? The first one? Or the first one. one. He goes, dance fight. <laughs> I'm like, what, the, what is going on here? Now... That that has been mirrored in another movie. Yeah, I was gonna say we which which was first, right? I don't know. Zoolander or I wasn't even talking about Zoolander. Which one? Which is talking? older? Which is actually a better reference? I was talking about uh, the end of the first Guardians. Oh <laughs> that's yeah, how they end them, the film. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Dance battle. I wonder um, if they, I wonder if they did like that as an homage to, uh, to Despicables. That would be hilarious if <laughs> anyone knows that. Hit us up on. Facebook and yes, we have so much homework for everybody today. Yeah, yeah, um, that's interesting. My, I, what about so? Um, was there anything you didn't like about the movie, or any anything you would, um, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of smooth, man. The movie's kind of smooth. Mm. Like, it's the only thing I would say. It's not like it didn't blow me away. Like, it's not like oh, this is my favorite, you know, animated film of all time. I have to watch it every you mm. know month. Um, it's just solid. It's a solid, you know, entertaining movie. My only, my only, the only, and this is really like minor nonsense. Like if I had to look for something, I didn't care too much for, um, what's, uh, what was the wife? Was it Lucy? Is it Lucy? Lucy, In in the big, in the scene where, um, they're, um, they finally, they first arrived at Fredonia or whatever. And, Mm. She's taking the kids around, and the kids kind of like she was kind of a nag. That was kind. Of, she was kind of getting on my nerves on that level. Um, 
but I think it was kind of necessary in a little bit this way because to kind of build that particular um, storyline in mm -hmm. the movie, which is you know mom's bo bonding and building this relationship and that kind of a thing. So yeah, I mean that's that's one of the things that the themes that I was I, was ta I talked about in general is um, the relationships. Right. That all the, there's a lot of different relationships that they they kind of focus on and 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 develop throughout the film. Mm. I would almost say better than most live action films. Yeah. So I was very, um, right. this kind of caught my attention. Um, well, that's the one, you know, it's one thing. So I think this year, right. I I, you haven't seen it yet. Have you seen Spider-Verse yet? I have not. Probably. This, <sighs> I was going to watch it this past weekend. Actually, You got to see this, dude. but it's still, it's still like pretty much sold out, man. It's only the first row available. So yeah, I know I've seen want, it twice. Already. You want me to do? Oh, so you're the guy that's taking up my seats. Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, so every time I go, every literally every time I go now, and every theater now is pretty much reserved seating. Every single time I go, I get there, some dude sitting in my seat. And I'm like, really, dude? Seriously? Not like, that hard, man. <laughs> so, um, but what it made me think about was, uh, like, I think that movie kind of really, like, when you've got a, um, an animated character, there are, like, a lot of things you can do that you can't necessarily do with um actors and um i think there are certain movies that have been able to, to take advantage of that and i think despicable me is one the incredibles is another one maybe one of the one or two of the disney ones off the top of my head i don't know but they they just are able to kind of um tell the uh, like add a certain different level of storytelling i guess in a lot of ways I thought Despicable Me was kind of like one of this, like this this one, this uh, three, maybe even one, two. Two, I, to be honest, I have to rewatch it, to be honest, to know. But I thought three was, um, it, it was, hmm, I'm trying to think if it was better than I expected it to be. Probably. Because, you know, as you have sequels. Yeah, because sequels I, I feel are like, hard. I feel like the automatic what's happened a lot in his, historically in film and like kind of what you expect is it gets worse as you go. Mm. Um, so I was definitely pleasantly surprised mm. with, with this, with, with this uh, episode, this um, sequel. Is um, there any character you think stole, stole the uh, show? Um, I know who I would say, but I don't know. I mean, well, I'm partial to honestly. I, I can't remember these kids' names, but like the youngest daughter. She's always. She's kind of like the the facto, you know. Dude, I mean, just just because she's like, I've never seen this girl so ridiculously cute. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For an animated friggin' you know she, movie, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> which which leads me to kind of a different answer to to what you asked me about my favorite scene, which might be like when she goes into that uh. In the forest, the little no, the little bar oh, where she learns about yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah, unicorn. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, she goes I nuclear. Think I, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, stop it! <laughs> and then and then she screams, and the and the uh, and Lucy <laughs> comes in like he's everybody's ass. Yeah, I think yeah. that might be my favorite scene. Yeah, that was a good scene too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn, now you're making me rethink that. <laughs> but I, you know what? I can't. I'm not going to choose her. Because I think that's easy. It's too. That's easy. the second time you said my choice is easy, man. Well, it is. Mm -hmm. She. Not okay. I, think, I think Gru, the main character, is the easy. The easy. Well, selection. who stole the sh like? You saw the first one, right? Mm -hmm. Who stole the sh show in the first one? It wasn't Gru. 
I don't think it was Gru. I think it was. I think it was her too. Really? Because of yeah. I mean, basically, she's the one who gave him the doe eyes and, and got him to break down to keep the, keep them around. It was. I think. Well, it might have been a collective order, but I think of all the three, obviously, she's probably the star. You know what I mean? So, I well, think Gru well, was the star of the second one. Well, when um. In this one, when uh, Drew meets the three girls, mm. he kind of like summarizes them. <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, oh the youngest one, she's da da da, and like the middle one, he's a mischievous, like whatever." And then the older one, "Oh, you're so mature!" Like <laughs> he runs through them, and like that's what we're supposed to be thinking right now. Mm, well, right. Um, which um, what character do you think we could do without in this movie? If you had to take one out, the uh, the new the new boss. Yeah, she kind of. I just want to strangle the hell out of her. And she wasn't even like in it that much. Yeah, that didn't. It, yeah, that was. Yeah, like I don't understand why they did what they did. Yeah. Um, with like that the, character, the, the, the guy that existed could have just fired him. Too. Yeah, he's not, not like he hasn't done it before. Uh-huh. Right. So I, she was. Yeah, I, I think she was. I would. I agree. I think she was unnecessary to the actual storyline like I wouldn't have missed her whatsoever perhaps she plays a bigger role in what I believe is going to be another sequel wow I'll tell you what if they can pull off a fourth one successfully well they just that's tough but they end the movie yeah with yeah Drew pretty much like taking up the, the <coughs> villain mantle of the family so. yeah so I guess they're saying look for four despicable us despicable. Well, well, <laughs> well you know the minions almost make it necessary like for some reason I can't see like this movie going to four if the minions weren't in existence. Mm-hmm. The minions just they're like the perfect foil. You know what they are? You know, um what was that dinosaur like prehistoric uh, series of movies? Uh with the uh, mammoth Ray Romano plays the voice. Oh, John oh, plays oh, the little Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Um yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So you know the little squirrel thing that they kind of cut to <laughs> periodically, like yeah. chasing the nut and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the minions, Are like, the squirrel. they play that role. Because it's always cutting away. But at least it's you relevant to the film. You always want to see what happens to yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like, actually, another another favorite scene is uh, when they come out in that, uh, that music TV show. <laughs> and they do, like, the uh, operatic whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show. That was great. That was hilarious. You're like... <laughs> Oh, I have a whole thing about the Minions, too, because, like, obviously, they're mm. integral to all the <coughs> films. They had their own film. Well, the funny thing about the Minions is I feel like <laughs> maybe this isn't what you're going to The Minions, even though they're not the main characters in this, in this series, they've become kind of a social staple now, suddenly. Mm-hmm. Like, they're... Yeah, I mean... Like people dressing their kids up as minions for Halloween, man. <laughs> people dressing their kids up as minions. There's minion um, emojis. There's, I mean, they're all over the place. And so... <clears throat> you know what I want to find out? Because this is one of my notes. If anybody knows the minion language, if anyone's learned that shit. Ooh, yeah. Like Klingon or like Rocky and shit. That's a good question. And that's one of my notes, like language. Like, you hear things that sound familiar here and they're like clearly English, like Spanish, that they just throw in there. I really, I'm actually very, I I should have looked this up. I should have researched this. Well, and it's the first movie where he takes out a a dictionary to kind of start talking that language. So clearly they have their own 
there's a dialect that's there. That yeah, makes we, sense. We, we can probably find that book on Amazon. All right. <laughs> Here's another homework lesson for you. Homework for you guys. Yeah, find that for us because we're lazy. Anybody that speaks, I don't even know. What, there is a language. I forget what they call it. There's a, there is a term for their language. I can't remember what it is, but anybody who speaks Minion, you know, go up to our Facebook and let us know. Maybe we'll have you on the podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. You could speak some Minion for us. <clears throat> Would this movie be better off with Tom Hanks in it? <laughs> this, this question. I, um, we put Woody in this. <laughs> hey, I guess I'd do some crossovers, man, with those uh, Pixar. Yeah, man, why not? Would it be better? What, 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 what character will he play? Would he? I could see be a him different uh, character. He play himself. Play himself, or maybe, um, maybe he could be Balthus or Brat. Who played Balthazar uh, Brett? That's a good question. I don't know. <clears throat> um, I did know. I don't know now. I, I, don't, I, I don't think so. But. Come on. Everything's good. Everything's better with Tom Hanks. I guess maybe not. It's one of those things you, you guess you have to see. I think in this this sense, it probably can't. Like, when the, men, the minute you mentioned Tom Hanks, and animation at the same time, you, you're already like you're thinking Toy Story. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think if, I don't think Woody would have made it out of this movie alive. So he would have run into one of the minions, and they would have done something to him by accident and killed him. I, I, that would be hilarious if it was like within the first five minutes of the movie. That would have been hilarious. Trey, oh Trey Parker, Trey Parker, who's Balthazar Brett. Oh wow, okay. And he's also does a song with Pharrell. All right. Well, he was really good as both of our. So known for co-creating South Park, by the way, that was another thing that I. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. he's also a musician. Like this guy is a Renaissance man. That's interesting. Okay. All right. Um. um yeah. <clears throat> sure. Sure. We better with uh, Tom Hanks. It can't be worse, right? I guess. I mean, I, I can't be worse. Tom Hanks, you know, he's done lots of animated films, so. What did he do besides Toy Story? He's done a few other ones. He's done. He did. Um, he was um one of the voices in um. <clears throat> the movie we were just talking about, um, with the elephants and the. Oh, was yeah. he? Mm-hmm. We have to figure out the name of that movie. It is Ice, Ice Age. Ice Age. Bow. Okay. So I think he was. I, I, I remember Dennis Leary was the uh, the saber tooth tiger, wasn't he? And Ray Mom- Romano was, was the mammoth. The mammoth. John Leguizamo was the annoying little creature. Yeah. Was he sloth. Sloth. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the sequels, there was a, a female mammoth, and oh. that was. That was. I don't know. I want to say Queen Latifah. Oh, yes. Queen Latifah. Yeah. The second one? Yes. Dennis Leary, Jack Black, Alan Tudyk. A lot of famous people. Cedric the Entertainer. Really? Mm-hmm. Who is he? Carl. Who's Carl? One of the, um, remember the two crazy-ass squirrels? Uh, or, or ferrets or whatever it was? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
It's amazing. Like, a lot of these, these uh, animated films, like you just look at these casts and stuff. These people that are doing the voices, like it's you. They usually have a, a shit ton of big name actors. Because, I mean, because. Well, I mean, it's hard work, but it's not like you have to be on the, um, you know, costume or anything. So they can kind of do it in between other things that they're doing at the same time, which is, you know, which is cool. Plus, a lot of these people are doing it for their kids. <laughs> they got kids and they want their kids to know that they've done like they can. They want movies that they're, they can take their kids to instead of going, you know, and some of these people do some dark or offensive content that they can't and bring it's in this theory, like Jack Black, mm. you know, so you Ooh, know. I got another uh, that wasn't on my list of favorite scenes mm. <laughs> when they when uh, grew and drew come back from uh, hanging out and they dress up as each oh, other and, just up and they're just trying to pretend to act like each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they think they're fooling the kids and the wife, Lucy. They're like, why are, they're, they, why are they dressed up like each other? <laughs> they're just dying laughing. That was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. Uh, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of good things <laughs> in this film, man. There's a, there's a, this um, this movie's surprisingly a lot to unpack. If you really go through it, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Not as much, to be honest. I thought there was more nuggets in the first one than in the third one. I did not go back and watch <clears throat> that one, so I you know. I remember enjoying the first one a lot. It was innovative, and uh, the Minions, first time we'd seen anything yeah, like that. I mean, did you see the Minions movie? I did. That was also That was great. funny. Actually, actually, one we could do, they had just a pretty decent track on there. Which ends up being a, a, a prequel, because at the end of that one, should we spoil? Should we spoil it? Go for it. At the end of that one is when you first you see a, a young group. Yeah. He steals whatever they were trying to steal. They were stealing the crown. The crown. Yeah, they, he actually gets it. That was hilarious. That and then, was... then they all go chasing after him. So it's like the birth of that friendship. Mm-hmm. I just like that movie because <clears throat> it kind of shows you how desperate the minions were to find this dude that, who could be their leader, <laughs> and how many people they killed along <laughs> along the way to get to Gru. That just uh, that was yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, oh my god Shall we um, Do the music now Well I was actually <clears throat> I did just Not the uh, Not the soundtrack But mm-hmm. the composition mm-hmm. I was just I just googled uh, Hans Zimmer uh-huh. I, know, I know I like him Because there's a lot of movies But <clears throat> He's done a lot of stuff Let me just list off The first things that pop up here Gladiator Inception mm. Lion King Mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, yeah, we Da that. Vinci Code, that. Pirates of the Caribbean, that one Man of Steel, Pearl Harbor, yep. The Last Samurai. Yep. A lot of these are movies I like. Um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Mm-hmm. Um, Sherlock Holmes, Crimson Tide, which is one of my favorite movies. Denzel. I got a lot of favorite movies, but um, that's. That's pretty much all I have to really say about that. That's a, that's okay. I think he's had an okay career. He's done all right. <laughs> Slipped a here and there, you know. Yes. Mission Impossible Two. That's a slip. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Days of Thunder. 
actually a surprisingly not a bad soundtrack. And I can tell you, even not on this list, because it sounds a lot like, um, actually it said Crimson Tide already and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, also The Rock. If you listen to all three of those compositions, they actually yeah. all sound very similar. And then after that, it just it goes and, off into uh, a different direction. I think Armageddon has the same soundtrack too. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I, know, I know there's another one. I'm, I'm sure he did Con Air as well. Or something yeah, like Con Air. Anything with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Hans Zimmer must have been his roommate. Oh, they says that he did the uh, Simpsons movie too. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> wow. Oh, this dude has a lot of range. Oh, my God. As good as it gets. Anyway, I'm going to stop. So here, basically, please. there is no other composer in Hollywood except for Hans Zimmer. There's two. Who's the other John one? John Williams. Oh, John Williams is not a... He, he's in the Hall of Fame now. He <laughs> he can't be bothered with those small He's retired. Pieces. He's yeah. retired, and like he doesn't even compose the music. It just happens. Yeah. And, just, it's, and it's, he just, it's signed to him. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. That, yeah. Those are the... Those... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and Danny Elfman. I, yeah, I, I, I was going to make our point. There's like only two of them, but now you've ruined that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Danny Elfman was, he was, he's up, he was yeah, up there he's, too. Uh, it immortally paired with, uh, with, um, um Burton, Tim, yeah, Burton, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, I suppose. Johnny Depp. They must be like housemates or something. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you guys, you guys wake up in the morning. You guys want to make a movie? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that, I mean, the, the, um, it's surprising how many, I wonder how, how, how much did this movie cost to make? I don't know, man. Cause you know, between I'm Pharrell, sure. Hans Zimmer, other soundtracks, yeah. Steve Carell, the other actor, like, yeah, it had to be over a hundred animation effects, you know, all that at least over a hundred. Um, so are we going, are we going to talk about the soundtrack? Or are we talking about favorite song or the song that? What's favorite song? Matches the movie. We're going to do all three. Okay. What, what order? Um, favorite song. Favorite song? Straight up favorite song? Um, physical. Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> I am kidding. I am kidding, everybody. Wait, why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's, what, what? You're kidding. What, what? That was a good song. Okay. Well, that can be your favorite. That's I fine. Said, I mean, my favorite, but um, I can't hate on Olivia. I, you know, I'm not a huge Pharrell fan. What? Like I, most mostly his like his stuff like not not his production like his production is solid, but when he's you know his musical stuff is stuff here and there. I'm not saying I hate the guy. I'm just saying I, I like John Legend. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, but you can that, do both. You but I, I feel like just because in context of the movie, uh, it was a, there's something special, which is like that nighttime going to sleep song. Yeah, that might be my favorite, just in context of the film. It's a little creepy, but yeah. Well, that's what I do. Okay, so that was your favorite song? I think so. I, it, it caught my attention every time it came on. Mm, okay. I don't know if that's more of like a, a, a song or it's, it was specifically for the film, like more of a, a comp- composition, for example. Personally, I, I went with Bad because, you know, I like the dance sequence. Um, I thought it, I, you know, thought it fit the character, the shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. All he needed right. was red, and it would just been like you know. He didn't want to go that far. Yeah, he didn't want to go that far. Um, I mean, that's my answer for the song that most fits the movie. Yeah, because it really mm. is about him. 
And and think about it, it was also kind of about Gru and Drew, right? True. Gru is used to be bad. Yeah. And he's trying not to do that. And Drew it is trying to follow in his father's in their father's footsteps. So it's it almost is one and the same. Yeah. So okay. um That's fair. I I I will tend to agree with that as well. Because um I thought it was it obviously was definitely a good song as a theme song for Brat. Um, and again, like I said, I, that was one of my favorite sequences in the movie. Um, the whole him dancing through the uh, dancing through the ship as the bu- bubble comes through at all these different places, and he's dance fighting at the same time. I just thought it was great. Chore- like if that was a guy doing that, it would have been the greatest scene on earth ever done. Is that is that not the equivalent of a uh... Of um, no, I can't remember the name of the film. We already did Christmas film. Love, Love actually. actually is that is that the equivalent of uh, what's his name dancing through a, oh. a prime minister's house? Um, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Um, no, no, this, this, this was, was better. This, this was, better. was definitely better because there was no. I think I think that's gonna be a post tomorrow. I'm gonna say what is the better dance sequence, Hugh Grant in Love Actually or Bartholomew Brett. And Despicable Me Three. Come on, man. I I think you'll Brad be. Brad was beating ass and dancing. I think it's gonna be close. I think the vote will be. Let's let's post that tomorrow. We'll right. find out. So we're gonna be voting. People will need to vote on that. But I, I think um, just overall, like the music selected and and, and created for this movie, uh, for each of the scenes, mm-hmm. it was just all of it was relevant to each scene. Uh, one scene that I didn't mention. I mean, I already said physical Olivia Newton John when right. when Martha Barth. Bartholomew, Balthazar, Brett is a, he's like working out. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's physical. It's like a workout song. Uh, But one. Yeah, that was actually kind of good. One scene that he's on, he's on one of those uh, medicine balls too. (laughs) It was just wrong. Um, One scene I didn't mention because I wanted to mention in in relation to the song um, was the the prison scene. You have the minions in prison and they're making (sighs) everyone their bitch and shit. That was hilarious. And then they decide to, to escape. There was a Pharrell Williams song, Freedom, is playing. So also, it's like, freedom! Like, it, that was relevant, that was definitely awesome. Good. Like, it, it just moves perfectly with the, the film. They have to do another Minions film. Yeah. I, they, I can't see them not making money off of that. Yeah. Um, I think you mentioned Aha, Take On Me. That, yeah. that must have been like a, a fight or battle or chase scene, like Take On Me. Yeah, I think so. I think um, that was so toward again, the end, right? Very relevant. Um. <laughs> I, oh, I don't remember the scene that had Madonna into the groove playing. Yeah, me either. I don't know what that was. I love the song. Um, man, maybe it was the second dance battle into the groove. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, uh, I can't remember, but yeah. So yeah, I just I just thought music was a huge part of this film. Um, it, it for each scene and each like, let's just say each scene, it was important. Like they thought about it. They wanted it to be um, to kind of move the movie along as well. It was a good choice creatively. Um, I think they did that first choice. I mean, even in the first movie, they they did a fair amount of using like outside artists to do certain pieces of bits of the actual film. Which I, from a creative standpoint, I thought was brilliant. It's a it's um, this movie kind of really lends itself to in the, to that doing that. And um, 
the music choices. Pharrell did a good. I mean, mm-hmm. he did a great job choosing, you know, choosing what film, what where to put these pieces. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, are you saying that my rationale for choosing Despicable Me three over first or second one is misplaced because the first one also has good music? Uh, no, because I think it's it? different. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the energy for both for the other ones are a little bit different than this one. This um, feel a little bit more playful because it had an 80s theme to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I so, always, so, so I'm vindicated. Thank, thank you, sir. I, I, gave, I gave you that alley. You could have just slammed up me right there, but I appreciate it. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> anything with 80s music always, I feel like, has a good soundtrack to it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I told you about um, possibly doing... Um, what was the movie I sent you the email about this morning, this afternoon? Um, old School. Oh, oh, yes, you did mention Old School. Yeah, so. I don't remember that soundtrack. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty dope. I'd like to talk about that movie, though. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> we definitely can talk about the movie. Snoop. Snoop Loop. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in that movie. So maybe we'll do that in the next month or so. Yeah. yeah. We got well, we gotta figure out our schedule, our company schedule, the films we're doing. We have a lot of good ideas that have been given to us by a lot of our uh yeah. compatriots. We have some good guests coming up. We just have to get them scheduled. <laughs> so there you go. What song would you take out like of all the songs, which one Oof. do you think like if you had to pick take one out, which one would you decide to take out? Oh man. Um, I mean, you, you said you like this song, so I will not use that one. But um hmm. I, I mean I'm not a big uh Madonna fan. Okay. But again, it, in context of the film, it, it worked. I wrote it down. I liked it in this film. Right. Um, I would actually have to look at the. Uh, here we go. Picture soundtrack. Yo, like, uh. <laughs> well, there's one called Papa Mama Loca Pipa. That's by, the one by the, the Minions. Isn't that the one they did on the... St- is, that, is that the operatic mm-hmm. one? Okay, we're going to keep that one. That's definitely a keeper. You know, I was going to take that out, but I was like, that you can't... You they, can't. You know, they, they have stuff they have stuff attributed to, to the minions. Yeah, I know, right? Tiki Tiki Baba, Baba, Babaloo. <laughs> How do they do... They have their own album now, I guess? I that's awesome. Uh, into the Groove. Ooh, Chuck Berry? Oh, yeah. no, it's a Pharrell, Pharrell Williams song called Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, yeah. I, honestly, I don't see... You can abstain. I, I might have to abstain here because all of the Pharrell ones need to stay. I don't. Oh, here's the 99 Luft balloons you're talking about. Since I can't remember what the hell that is, maybe it will take that one out. <laughs> That's okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, if I'm gonna play like after this, I'm gonna play it for you. You'll be like, oh, okay. But yeah. is but is that is that like Luft balloons? Is that one? Is that a part where there's a bubble gum blowing up yeah. and stuff? Okay, well then it's relevant to. Hey, I might have to abstain, <sighs> which I will have to also abstain. Which to me says a great, lot about the album. Great job, yeah, great job. They did a great job. That there's that you can't think of. Um, would Clapton's "Tears from Heaven" make it better in any spot? Yes, when when Gru and Drew have their fight, when he's when Gru says he's going to take the diamond oh. back to the the. Uh, anti-villain league and and drew wants to keep it and they have their fight and they say some things they don't mean okay or maybe right there tears in heaven bap 
<laughs> you clearly had thoughts about this. Okay. No, no, that was just a really quick thought that just happened just now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually had uh, another uh, of the themes, mm-hmm. kind of encompassing something we've already talked about, which is uh, throwback themes, throwback oh, references, eighties. Cool. Um, clearly, the music, mm. uh, supervision. Uh, huh. You already mentioned the shoulder pads that he's wearing pretty much throughout the whole film. Brett, yeah. the bad guy. Yep. Uh, his excessive use of bubble gum. Yeah. I was thinking about this. When's the last time you seen someone chewing bubble gum? Bubble gum, not chewing gum. Bubble gum. Um, this afternoon. All right. So there was the, the <laughs> there was the alley oop that you just slammed dunked. Great. Thank you for that. Uh, his mullet. Pretty oh much, yeah, pretty that much his whole was... appearance is his handlebar and mustache. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, the outfit in, in general is just. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, that's that. No, that's pretty. No, no words. No words. Mm. That's it. Can you wear that out in public now? <laughs> you could on Halloween. I don't know. This is New York City, man. That would be a cool Halloween costume. Balthazar Brett? Yeah. Would anybody get it, though? But you have to have the ball spot in the back. You notice that? Oh, that's right. He had a mullet and a, and a ball, ball spot. spot. <laughs> I, would, I... Would anybody even recognize that costume? I don't know. Probably Maybe, maybe kids. Not, as, not a black man doing it. Sorry. They'd be um, like, who, who are you supposed to be? Chuck Berry and you know, Crack? So I have two quotes that fall into the throwback category that I want to ask if you if you re- uh, recognize or caught on. Okay. Something that like all like '80s cartoons villains would say. Um, It'll take more than that to stop me. You notice I'm saying that. Very no. very '80s cartoon, even '90s cartoons. Uh, like, yeah, it's a very that's a very '80s cartoon. Yeah. Villainy type thing. <laughs> he says that, and two. <laughs> I know I'm going to ask you to place where this quote comes from. What show? Oh God! I love it when a plan comes together. Oh come on, man! That's the that's Three's Company. Mm, um, you got it. A team, of course. Yeah. Did you catch that one? That I caught. Yeah. That so I caught. that's one of my favorite TV shows growing up, and I used to like always say that. Put like I still say some it. kind of fake. Yeah, I kind of say it. Uh, put like a fake cigar in my mouth. Pretend I'm Hannibal Smith. I love it when a plan comes together. The best, yeah. It's one of the best quotes of all time in, on a TV show. One day we have to do something. We have to do a special episode of best quotes all time on, in movies and TV. Well, actually, someone I was talking to someone, and they were talking, uh, saying um, if we were planning on branching out into TV shows, because yep. uh, she had an idea. I think I should forward you the email. Oh, she had yeah, an idea sure. for a series that, uh, that has really good music. So, Which is? Do you remember? Man, you gonna make me look at my? Thing Are you again. gonna tell the story? You gotta finish. No, it? I don't have to tell the story. We can find out when we when we. All do right, it. fine. We don't have to talk about it now. But now I'm already looking up and. Well, you hurry know, up then. What's up? You know what? You running out of time? No. Um, plenty of time. Oh, maybe. Oh, Glow, season one of Glow. Oh, with uh, Mark Marin and yeah, yeah. Glamorous yeah. ladies of wrestling. I, I started watching it. I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten finished. Finish it up yet. It's good. It's a good show. I need to. Someone actually said I would enjoy that, so I. It's on my list. Mm, that's interesting. I, ne- I to be honest, I haven't paid attention to the soundtrack, but okay. I'll have to. It's probably good because Mark Marin is. I mean, if you know anything about him, he really likes music a lot. Like he he plays guitar himself, mm. 
So I think he has a little bit to do with crafting some of the what like stuff that gets like they're trying to make it feel like him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could see that probably. I see. I find that with a lot of um, films, some TV shows, where not even like just like the main actor clearly has a big say. I don't know if he's part of the maybe their producer as well, but has a big say in the music selection, like uh, Scrubs, Zach Braff. Um, he's clearly a huge Colin Hay fan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I think he used some of that in, in a. Um, I think he was on his podcast. He was on he was on Zach Braff's podcast. Oh word, mm-hmm. man! I would like to get Colin Hay on this podcast. Oh Colin, Colin, if, Colin! If you ever. <laughs> Just for that, he's not going to do the podcast. He'd be like, no, no, no. We we both Scottish. It's all good. Anyway, um, yeah. I mean that. Um, we, we should we should add we should do at least if we don't do like a full out, we should do like maybe a couple specials where we do some TV shows. Absolutely, because there's some good some good music being again, done. On again, again, and web uh, series too. To everybody maybe. listening, you know, any ideas are welcome. Yep. Um, if you're passionate about a movie, a soundtrack, TV show, streaming, whatever, let us know. Yep. Um, if you're passionate about it, we'd love to have you as a guest. If you're a fan of music, well. too. Mm-hmm. So we'd love to have you come on and join us on the show. And just so you know, if you download the Anchor app onto your mobile device at anchor.fm, you can search for our podcast the download podcast, go up to our page and click messages. You can leave us a voice message. So you can actually leave us stuff up there. It's really cool. Gee golly whiz. I did not know that. Yes. People can actually call in during the live and in the show too, if they wanted to, but no one's, no one's going to do that. Uh, I'll call in. Cool. (laughs) Once you leave now, call in and then come back and answer it. Okay. Leave. Whatever. What is this, Thriller? <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to, um, do we do we want to do a final word? Yeah. What we're doing next? Or do we want to talk about, uh, thank our gracious sponsors? Let's um, wrap up by um, giving it our rating. And um, what do we do? Five stars, 10 points? I don't remember. 10 points, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Man, I like this one. The music really uplifts it. I'm giving it an eight. Okay. Wow, that was easy. That's like the easiest one you've given us so far. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I guess seven and a half, eight, eight, and mostly because, yeah, the soundtrack. I mean, I couldn't argue with the soundtrack whatsoever. And animation, obviously, like Despicable Me is almost always nominated when it comes out mm-hmm. for something. So that that should tell you how good they are and what they do. And, you know, Shout out to that animation studio. They, they're killer. They're absolutely killer. No doubt. Um, what um, what's um, what's coming up for you next? Oof. Uh, you got some shows coming yeah. up soon. I right? don't know. I don't know if this episode will come up before it's Friday, but um, I will be opening up for a comedy show for Martin Luther King Day this oh, Friday. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the eighteenth. Oh, really? Um, um, I'll come to a that. really cool. I've actually been to this show before. What's the name Great of the show? lineup? Um, BFF Comedy, I believe. BFF Comedy. Um, as I said, this one's from MLK Day. Where is this going to be? You know, it is at Slope Lounge, okay. near just around Park Slope. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, so I, my uh, friend comedian uh, Mo Vida who is one of the organizers. Mm. Um, and they've got a good line. I mean, they had a great lineup last time I went. I was just a spectator that time. This time I get to be participate, so it's really cool. So wait, what are you doing? You're playing? I'm playing, yeah, probably 20 minutes, half an hour to okay. open up the show. That's cool. Um, just you or? Just me. Okay. And then, uh, but then next week, the 25th, of January, 7 o'clock, Rockwood Music Hall, Stage 3. Rockwood! Uh, I'm actually looking, there's going to have a couple female vocalists join me on stage. Oh, for snap. A couple songs. That's nice. Um, last time I was there, sold it out, so I'm hoping to have something similar happen. Yeah, I think so. And then I've, I'm booked out through June, man, so check out chrisandersmusic.com, and you can see my upcoming schedule. On all platforms, actually. So, yes, sir. Yeah, that's cool. I'll... I'll Probably be in the house on Thursday, uh, Friday. Nice. Um, Which Friday? This Friday, next Friday. Uh, this Friday. Both. Right. Yeah. Next Friday is Rockwood, Rockwood right? Yeah. Of course, I'm gonna be at Rockwood. <laughs> Please, I'll probably be the first one there. Um, I think I'll be the first one there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what am I doing? Um, right now, I'm actually working on um, finishing up picking all the films. For my film festival, which takes place on Valentine's Day, Love Actually. So that is going to be good. We have a bunch of, like, so far the, the film selection is really good. So I'm looking forward to it being a good, it's going to be a good event. We have an open bar. We have some give like the goodie bags that we're giving away. And um, it's always a packed house. Um, so, and it's going to be at, um, Stone Creek Lounge over on, um, where are we, 25th Street, I believe it is. I feel like, I feel like we should do a <coughs> podcast like, right up, leading up to... Yes, I, yeah, I was going to say that maybe we should time, time one out. To, but we already did Love Actually, so what are we going to do? We'll find something else. Princess Bride. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen Princess Bride. Or All if right, I had, well, it's been a while. Uh, this is Chris Saunders and Warren Jackman <laughs> signing off. Thank you for listening. Hey, man, what do you want from me? I want you to watch the greatest movie of all time. I will. And then I'll watch Princess Bride. <laughs> ding, ding. Um, you mub. So if anybody is available, whether you're seeing someone or not seeing someone, dating, married, whatever the case may be, come out to our film festival on the 14th from 6 to 9 in Manhattan at Stone Creek Lounge. You can get tickets online and at Eventbrite. Just search for Love Actually, or you can go up to our website at newyorkfilmloft.com and click on Events, and you can find all the information there. It's going to be fun. Well, we're expecting a good crowd. Other than that, that's it. I'm, um, I, I've got nothing. He's got... I just published, um, I just put out uh, another episode of Drop the Mic yes uh-huh. yesterday, which turned out really well. It was really quick. We did a little bit of a, uh, oh, before we go, did you did you see the Golden Globes? I did not. I was So did you hear here. about the, the Fiji Water Girl? No. Oh, you didn't hear about the Fiji Water Girl? No. So I'll give you a quick. Apparently, during the, the red carpet, Fiji sent some girls there with trays of water for the celebrities. And they had a, about four or five girls there. They were supposed to be standing around with the trays for the, them to grab as they walk up onto the 
the runway to take photos and stuff. Apparently, one girl did a little bit more than that. Literally, she was in every freaking photo. It looked like it was so, it was so, she was so prevalent in the photos. At some point, it looked like the celebrities were photobombing her. <laughs> and uh, it was hilarious. It was. So is she going to be famous now? She got a job? She's going to be in the movie? I don't know. She's a, well, you know what? She's a model. So you know that someone, you know, someone's like signing her up for some gar- some nonsense now. So Maybe a photo bombing app. I give her a props. That's a good idea. Let's erase this from the, the podcast and so no one can take it. No one heard that. <laughs> Ignore. Um, yeah, so we did a... Golden Globes kind of wrap up type thing, so it was cool. Nice, um, and um, that's it. I mean, that was it. Um, I think we can wrap on this, huh? Yes, sir. Well, thanks to our awesome sponsors, the Infatuation. The Infatuation helps you find the right restaurant for any situation. Need a place for a first date. Trying to find a spot for your birthday party that you don't want to attend, but you do want to attend. Well, the infatuation has you covered in all of these situations and many, many more. Check them out at infatuation.com. And of course, thank you to Anchor FM. They are awesome. Thank you for hosting our podcast. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, obviously, because we're using it. It must be super easy. Um, And now you can do the same thing. Go up to anchor.fm, download the app, get started on your podcast today, so that way I can listen to it and Chris can listen to it and others can listen to it as well. I think that's it for me. Find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all those good places. Look for us on Facebook at the, the Download Podcast Show. And Chris, thanks for coming back in one piece. <laughs> Going to be a good 2019. And um, that's all for us. And this was The, the Download. download.